A long time no see or speak. I'm uh, very happy you had this brilliant idea for this uh, podcast. You know, as soon as you told me online, I was really excited. I said, oh my God, we haven't spoken in ages. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, this is Pia. You're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. This is Kiki. Hi, guys. Hi. Today we have a very special, two very special guests, Sofia Aslanides and Zombie Sam from Season of Ghosts. How are you guys doing? Hi, we are we are <laughs> very happy to be here. Thank Absolutely. you very much for the invitation. It's uh, always great to speak to you girls. We've actually missed you. Last time we spoke was like, I mean, officially spoke was like quite a few years ago in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that, that was it at the Metal Female Voices Festival. Yeah, for me but, it's the first time. Yeah, but it's it was a great idea about the podcast. Like, if you cannot do it face-to-face, -face, why not do it online? You know, technology allows for this kind of happy gatherings, even if it's not face-to-face. <laughs> -face. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Podcast is the best way to go nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And we are a very international podcast today because, um, Sofia, you are from Greece. Mm -hmm. Sam is from Italy. I'm from Germany. And Kiki is from Ecuador. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Amazing. We're all over the place. <laughs> Multinational, yeah. That's brilliant. Completely. So we, we are covering pretty much every every place on earth apart from what, Australia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we just watched uh, the video for the song, for the new song, A Place to hmm. Call Home. Hmm. So I Thank think we much. should start with that one. Yeah, sure. Um, the the part with the helicopter is impressive. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's um, it's something that um, Max, our uh, drummer, came up with. He thought that um, you know he had uh, connections with the helicopter company, and he said, "Look, we could set something up, you know, with these people." And eventually, he was not wrong because it really looks nice on camera. And uh, we yeah. had to we chose to fly uh, in tattoo. Uh, a friend and work partner for a very long time uh, to from Japan to uh, Turin in Italy to make these videos. So he filmed everything. He took all the pictures, even the artist pictures for the new album, everything. And um, also he's um, creating, you know, he created the videos. But uh, yeah, the part with the helicopter was really funny because we, we kept joking about things like Jurassic Park on our... Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger movies and uh, it was yeah it was really funny you know? <laughs> yeah. because of the chopper you know of <laughs> the helicopter did you also sit in the helicopter when it was flying around oh yeah definitely you can see us uh, actually there are some scenes in the video if you see um, that we are flying inside the helicopter but obviously and very kindly And very promptly, Intetsu avoided, you know, putting the scenes that I look like I'm going to vomit. Because honestly, I was going to vomit. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, no, no, no joke. I mean, like, it's it was too bad, you know, because the, the machine starts. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I have no problems flying. And then Max starts telling the guy something in Italian. It's like, step on it. 
make a few maneuvers, good, take this turn, blah, 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 blah. So basically the guy was moving, I don't know, in the craziest way possible, up, down, he was you, turning you know, around. To he, make some, it was right, though, because we had to make some scenes where the helicopter had to move, had an inclination. Yes, but with, without me inside. <laughs> I, I almost puked on the on the pilot. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and the on you. Had an inclination, 45 degrees inclination. You know, we were kind of, and and then that was not just maybe, an inclination. Yeah, maybe you know sometimes we were kind of upside down. No, kinda. And uh, and he was really turning, and and you know it's like going on in on some roller coasters, but roller coasters. You know, your stomach is not up in the air. Here, you keep being there, up in the air, and slow there. It's it's like, it's a weird sensation. You're there in the empty, and you keep being in the empty. So at some point, you feel like puking. Well, <laughs> you know, I kept asking, you know, I kept shouting, stop, 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 stop. But people, they, they didn't give a fuck, you know. We were having fun. They were having fun, and I was about to <laughs> to puke on them. You know, if I puked on them, it would have been a very nice, um, you know, punishment for them to lose their. their it would have been a special effect for the video. <laughs> it would have been, a, yeah, it would have been um, maybe a grindcore band video. In the yeah, end. it was challenging also for me because I was an empty stomach, but it was challenging. That's why I didn't puke. So yeah, basically, that's uh, here's your answer. We actually flew for a full what. 10, 10 minutes on the helicopter and well, then... We did two seats, so we there were the parts where we went up with you and then the parts where you came down Yeah, and, they left me at some point. And Tetsu came off and, you know, and then they went up again. Yeah, the others, they had to fly, to fly again and then Intetsu was filming them from below. So the scenes that you see with the helicopter flying... It's um, Paolo and Max. They are inside, and uh, I was down. You know, I was I was recovering. On, I was on the ground. You know, <laughs> recovering using lemon uh, pastilles. You know, stuff that helps you. You know, uh, to recover for about half an hour <laughs> or something. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> Actually, I was about white and green in the face. German. Uh, they were German candies. Yeah, the the cherry. Thing. The pull mall. Whatever. They it were was. they were German. Yeah, I think so. Well, Germany saved me in that case. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your mom took those candies from Germany. Yeah, she did. She took them from Germany, indeed. Okay, yeah, that's it about the helicopter. It was an adventure. <laughs> um, and you you um, shot two videos, right? For, yeah, for another shot- song. Yeah, yeah, we shot two videos and uh, there is another video which is going to come out together with the album, uh, which is the title track. The name of the album is uh, is A Leap of Faith. So the title track is uh, the second video and it's called A Leap of Faith. And it's actually the first time I'm saying this online or to anyone, I mean. Yeah, just I was just wondering. I never read that anyway before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the first to know, actually. Um, so yeah, that's the title track and the video is very autumn-like, you know, it has all the, the green forest look and the costumes, they are coordinated in the exact same way. They are a bit steampunkish and, uh, they were kindly, uh, offered to us by a UK brand called Silo, Silo mm-hmm. Fashion. Uh, they are an ethical, um, fashion brand. 
everything is made by hand and um, they, they use very sustainable materials wherever they can. Uh, the garments are very high quality, but overall, you know, the style, although they, they, they characterize it as ethno-punk, um, which doesn't really give me a clear image personally because I'm, maybe I'm not very familiar with that. But when I saw it, you know, it reminded me some items, not everything. Uh, lots of items there, they reminded me of Assassin's Creed or Mad Max, you know, this post-apocalyptic thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, let's go for it. So basically everybody's costumes is uh, kind of like that for the second video. It was, uh, it's different because people are not used to seeing me with this kind of clothing. But uh, exactly because of that, I think the surprise element is uh, quite nice. You know, I think, <laughs> I think you're going to like it. Okay. Um, how did this collaboration um, start? Did they ask you? Did you ask them? Or how is the connection? Uh, they actually found us online and it happened um, in a way that because they are based in the UK, um, you know, we replied to the message and we said that we have a, a member uh, that lives in London. So he went and he met them and they set it up. Ah, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, on, but you shot the videos at the same time or will it be a different yes. setting? Yes, yes, on three consecutive days. Um, the, um, a place to call home, it took us two days because it had to be shot in two different locations. Mm -hmm. um, we shot one day in the studio that are the studio scenes that you see and the other day with uh, the helicopter. And then uh, for the other video, it took just... One day, because everything was shot in the same location in the lakes of Avigliana that you recently visited. It's actually shot in uh, one of the two lakes and uh, the, for the, the surrounding forests. So it's uh, places that uh, you have seen. They are very beautiful. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, I can totally recommend visiting Turin. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. as long as you're not on a diet because if you're on a diet you're going to have a very bad time <laughs> True. there is too much, too much good food <laughs> and you, you say yes but I want to eat this and that and that and that and everything oh. you go back home with uh, three kilos it's not true you walk also a lot then. yes you walk a lot but you eat much more than walking so. <laughs> you, you get used to the place and once you get used to the place you just eat your calories that's it Sam I just said it for a compliment. I didn't say it as if it's a bad thing. Don't, don't feel that you, there is a need for you to defend your city. That's a good thing. It has lots of good food, so people want to eat it. Period. <laughs> no, that's it. So uh, how much time did you spend in Turin together with Intensu? Did he um, stay some time for a sightseeing or something? Yes, yes. He stayed for a full week. Uh, so basically we took like three days to film And uh, one extra day before that, you know, until he settled in and he calmed down a bit and blah, blah, blah. And the rest, uh, it was uh, sightseeing and taking some, uh, you know, extra pictures and content. But uh, because he's also a friend, we wanted to show him around. And uh, they made me, he, he and Sam, you know, they, they made me climb some mountains and uh, I sweat like crazy And then there was too much wind in the top of the mountain. Then I came back to Greece. I was sick for one month. You know, my lungs wow. just came back to normal. 
<laughs> it's like, guys, you're a bit more adventurous than I can handle. <laughs> Because the weather is dr extremely dry there. Extremely dry, yes. But we were like wind, sweat, sweat, wind, wind, mm. sweat. It was like not a very it's, good combination. You know, it's a bad combination, weather. yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit of everything, work and uh, sightseeing and fun and, uh, yeah. And you also recorded the album in Turin, right? Or was it somewhere else? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, we recorded uh, on a suburb of Turin. Not, it's not in the city center. Uh, it's called Fuzik Studio. And it's a very, very brilliant uh, musician slash uh, engineer called Andrea Fuzzini. He's, uh, he's worked with uh, lots of bands from uh, American labels like Fearless Records and which others? Rise Records. Rise Records, yeah, that are Epitaph very big. Epitaph Records. Epitaph Records, very he big. He has worked, you know, with many artists all around the world. Yeah, in Asia. Asia. And Europe, like Most major bands. Turkish, band. major, and he does very big productions in Italy also. Mm, he, like major artists. Wow. He's a very big, big, big pro. So, yeah, working with him was a breeze. Honestly, I haven't felt so comfortable in my whole life and so welcome, you know, in a studio. Like, his studio was like, a, you know, a cocoon that the, I, I felt like I was inside a cocoon, like completely protected, welcome, oh. calm, grounded, so I could perform my very, very best. You can definitely hear that on the songs. And it's a beautiful place. I saw a couple of live videos that you did on Instagram, I think. Yes, it's a, it's a very beautiful studio. It's small and effective. Yeah. And and the location is uh, actually perfect. It's uh, in, inside, you know, it's in nature. It's a family home. It's very beautiful all around. And he has his studio downstairs. And uh, yeah, he's actually the nicest person ever. And we, we are we are never gonna change him. I would like to to work with him forever because he, it's a person who understands your needs. He understood exactly our needs, the way we think, um, what we wanted to create, and without, you know, offending us or without cutting us completely off from the mixing process. He said, "Look, you know, that's my advice, but we can do it your way." And uh, definitely, we we followed his advice and we combined our opinion with his opinion in the best possible way. And when you listen to the album, I'm sure that you're going to understand that. It's a huge when, upgrade. It's compare, a huge upgrade, Comparing yeah. to the previous album, you know, mm. and it's, it's, you cannot compare it. It has completely different sound and it's a very big step up. Yeah, actually, you listen to one song, like, wh what do you think? Like, it's just one song, but, I mean, you can get the drift. Yeah. Totally. Um, but if I remember correctly, you did the production and everything for the previous album yourself? Mm, actually, the mixing and mastering was done uh, with another producer, with a producer that I had been uh, working with uh, since my Bloodstained Child days. It's the guy, it's Ettore Rigotti, uh, who did uh, Bloodstained Child Epsilon. Mm -hmm. And uh, who also did, uh, he, he's the one who did The Human Paradox, and he also did work with uh, Baby Metal and uh, Gize, the Japanese metal band that is uh, making waves in Japan and uh, all this around. This is a popular this Japanese band. Yeah. yeah, so uh, he was also a good... Also, he is a big pro. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very professional. But this time, you know, we just want the, the production of The Human Paradox. It was Domenico, uh, Sam, I mean, Domenico is his real name. 
Uh, it was Sam and me who did the co-production. That's true. So was it difficult to... Um To we let... still did the co-production for this time. Mm -hmm. We still did the co-production, but the mixing and mastering was done by a different person. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no problem. Um, the album is, is called A Leap of Faith. And uh -huh. you, you did not exactly crowdfunding campaign, but uh, people could pre-order the album and then it yeah. took half a year or maybe a bit more until the album comes out. So... Is there a kind of connection between the title of the album and this um, this way to to make it? Uh, I'm I lack of English sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, a, a connection between how you get the money for doing the album and the title, so that people only know your faces and know what you did in the past, but don't know what they can expect from the new album. Oh, uh, I hadn't thought about this actually. <laughs> so that, that's a new way. That's a new um, point of view completely. You know, I, I, I definitely had not considered that until now. Um, yeah, but what could could think that it could be like that? But no, actually, leap of faith. It actually has to do with uh, what's um, what we've been through since uh, the human paradox, the creation of the previous yeah. album. And um, the fact that we opened the pre-order earlier, we opened it like, we set it up like six months before the release, uh, whereas The Human Paradox was two months before the release. It's actually the exact same thing. Like, people just get to pre-order. We're not asking people, hey, give us money because we want to make a video. No. It's like, you know, you pay for the album that you're going to get in six months or in whatever months. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. And um, as an extra rewarding system that did not exist during the human paradox, uh, we are uh, giving uh, access to all the perks available at websites such as Pledge Music. We chose to use Pledge Music, but there is also other websites that do the same thing. There is the this so-called access pass that um, uh, when you pre-order anything from the catalog, Uh, you gain access to uh, this uh, back backstage uh, to which we upload some videos, some pictures, some stuff that we do not say, you know, to others or we say, it, you know, way in advance to people who yeah, honor I was, them. I was able to listen to the song, I think, a week ago or one and a half week ago. Yeah, Already. yeah, yeah. About a week, about a week ago. Yeah. And the, I mean, you know, you see that the song is not out yet. Yeah. So it's going to be at least another week until the the, the video will be released, I yeah. think. Uh, so basically mm -hmm. these kind of things. And next next thing we want to do is uh, we want to set up a, um, a private concert for all the people who honored us, you know, who trusted us uh, buying, you know, a, a completely at face value just because, you know, That's Sophia, you know. I've listened to her previous album, so let's buy the new one. That's a great, great sign of trust. So to say thank you, we would like to make this kind of um, acoustic concerts. I just need to, to sort out the technology because I'm not very tech savvy when it comes to online uh, shows. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to sort out, you know, how to do it exactly. So people can receive a private link. And uh, some other things, you know, we still have some time until they release. So uh, there's going to be lots of things like going on backstage. And that's exactly what you get uh, 
during you know the as as a thank you gift uh, for pre-ordering anything. Uh, but actually, you know, some people I didn't know before I set up Pledge Music. Some people dislike Pledge Music because they do not accept PayPal anymore for some reason. Uh, so um, I guess because of the double commission, because Pledge Music charges, you know, a commission mm-hmm. on on the artist. And uh, PayPal also charges a commission uh, when you get a payment. So that would be probably a considerable loss. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, many maybe. people probably complain. That's why they cut it off, you know, because it would be like over 20-22% from anything that the artist sold. So the prices either had to be extremely high or the artist wouldn't gain anything. (laughs) You know, it would be for free. So I guess, uh, yeah, for one reason or another, I don't know what really happened. I'm just, you know, speculating. Uh, There is no PayPal. But uh, for the people who do not like pledge music, you know, we accept private messages and we set up a PayPal payment. And uh, we send the updates uh, through a, a private mailing list. So everybody gets the same level of information. Mm -hmm. I think Mm. you can do a kind of private concert via Twitch. Kiki told me about that a couple of times that Mm -hmm. bands are doing this. Mm. Um, I will ask you in private later after we finish the podcast. And uh, you can tell me because honestly, I have no idea. I tried, you know, educating myself a bit about YouTube Live or something like that. But it was a bit... (sighs) I gave up at some point. It's like, it sounds a bit difficult. Yeah, if the if the goal is to make it private or only available to certain people, I have no idea. Yeah, because if it's public, yeah, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. But I, I would like to reward the people who chose to mm-hmm. support us, you know. Maybe we will do something in public too, but the priority is for uh, the people in Pledge Music first. Yay. <laughs> Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So let's um, come back to the video Uh just for a moment. Um, The title is A Place to Call Home. Uh So what's the idea behind it? Um, Is it kind of, were you asking yourself where your home is because you're traveling a lot? (laughs) I'm fucking drunk. (laughs) (laughs) You've been living in a lot of different places. Or um, I I know another song by a band called We Came as Romans, and they have a song that's oh. called Tracing Back Roots. And the oh. the final lyric line is My home is in your heart. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, I am not exactly known for uh, writing, you know, love songs or something. It's not my it's not my main uh, subject. I don't exactly do it. Uh, so even in this case, um, a place to call home. It's the reason I wrote it is um, uh, reasons other than uh, love or relationships or something like that. But um, one one of the potential, you know, interpretations could be that too. But that was not the main reason why I wrote it. It's about actually finding your direction or redirecting redefining yourself because we all go through phases that we feel that we do not recognize ourselves anymore. Uh, we lose our direction. Um, we're like, what, what's wrong with me? I don't find any meaning in any of this. You know, we feel lost. So basically a place to go home is um, going back to ourselves. Your to, own roots. Yeah. Finding, redefining your roots 
going back to yourself and uh, reinventing yourself, if I'm wow. allowed to say. That's that's about it. But yeah, one of the potential meanings, because a home, it's not actually a place, but it can also be someone, a person. Um, one of the potential interpretations, you know, as a second or third meaning, it could be, yes, definitely, a place to go home like a person that you feel home with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, whatever person, like a partner or a friend or a family or whatever, you know. So that's one of the topics I was reading um, on Pledge Music that it will... Oh, there is my cat. Hello. We were talking about you before. <laughs> oh, hi, cat. But I think he will be quiet. <laughs> I hope he won't <laughs> disturb my, it's okay. my internet connection. Well. Um, I think the, the other topics that were revealed on Pledge Music are um, the relationship with family and toxic people or different ways of life that people are going. So can you tell us something about that? Uh, yeah, actually, I have plenty of things to say on that, but I don't know I don't know how politically correct it would be, how, how much I have to censor what I say. But anyway, well, um, sometimes, you know, your worst enemy, enemy, it's, enemy is a strong word, um, your worst adversary or the people who support you the least might be the people that supposedly are the closest to you. And uh, that could be family or best friends or uh, even your partner or even yourself, you know, self-sabotaging. Um, but what, what I wrote on Pledge Music about toxic relationships, definitely it's, it's relationships with other people. Uh, being toxic towards oneself, it's another story. I was not referring to that in that specific text that you're, that you're mentioning. Um, yeah, I'm referring to family and I cannot hide it that I, uh, all of us actually, but I'm going to speak about myself. I don't want to speak about other people, uh, that all of us had and have like toxic, very, very, like a highly toxic relationship with our uh, family. I cannot say that my surroundings have been, you know, the most understanding, Uh, about myself, and I'm not even speaking about music. I'm speaking about me as a person, you know, mm -hmm. as Sophia, not Sophia musician, as Sophia, a person, member of a family. I cannot say I've enjoyed uh, a high level of um, understanding or um, sympathy. I don't, not sympathy, yeah, understanding, overall understanding. You know, that's why I, I feel like an alien, Uh, all my life been alienated. because I have been alienated uh, not just by yeah mainly by my family and then everything else comes second uh, you know the other surroundings like friend or something like that this you don't really care about but what really hurts is when it comes from people that are very close to you uh, so basically when all, all this builds up for decades and decades uh, it's very long and it starts taking at all on your health. Um, also, when it adds up with um, business problems and uh, personal problems that I've had in my past, like, for example, the way I left from my previous band, you know, it really left a mark on me mm -hmm. because I was uh, really used and abused in a very obvious 
and harsh and heartless way. Um, so I said, okay, this is underestimating my IQ. It's like I refuse to pretend that things are okay. Um, so all of this thing, you know, it actually screwed me over, you know, as health. So last year I, and I've spoken about this online, um, last year I risked uh, my life like in a very, very bad way. I got a thing called uh, adrenal fatigue um, on a very bad stage. And it was quite severe actually, because I was unable to stand up from my bed and do anything. And when I say anything, I mean, I found it hard to go to walk to the kitchen. I was unable. And then uh, I found um, an amazing German doctor. Again, Germany <laughs> saves me. <laughs> I found the German doctor. And uh, she's actually in, in a naturopath. She's not a medical doctor. But uh, she, she has done more good to me than any medical doctor like all the medical doctors have done to me like all combined mm -hmm. so she i went to her and basically she saved my life and since then she's been also supporting me like psychologically all, always with natural ways not medicines chemical stuff and uh, she's been supporting me a whole lot and that's why that's the only reason why i found the energy to make this album otherwise i would still be like <gasps> i'm unable to make music I just want to be around in tracksuits. You know, I, I refuse to dress up. Even, even now, you know, I refuse to wear makeup. I'm like, it's too much, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not myself anymore. So I pushed, I pushed myself and I said, this is not you, you know. Mm. So that's, that's how songs like A Place to Call Home came to be. And if you see the whole album is speaking pretty much about that. The lyrics, it's actually me speaking to myself. And if I'm not speaking to myself, I might be speaking to someone next to me or the listener who is listening, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of telling them to, hey, listen to what I'm saying. Like, do you feel the same or do you relate or something like that? Or do you know someone I who know might someone. feel like that? Yeah, exactly. Or do you feel like that too? Or um, the whole album is very um, straightforward, honest, in your face. And um, although my lyrics have always been honest, but now the topics are very straight, you know. Mm -hmm. You do not doubt what they're talking about. They're talking about something very specific, bam, you know, in your face, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mental health is a very sensitive topic. And um, if you don't feel comfortable with answer answering my question, I won't push it. But this is something no, 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 I want I, to ask I, Sam. Um, how did yeah. you feel or what did it make you feel how did you handle the situation with Sophia when she was down like that she was not better <laughs> <laughs> we were both in the shit <laughs> okay <laughs> so basically you know this album was created with three out of four members you know session or not uh, having clinical depression mm -hmm. Wow. So, so yeah, just, just Paolo in London, he was more out of it and he had his life and his life was okay-ish. So, but the rest of us, and especially me, uh, we were with, uh, yeah. Struggling, trying to. Clinical depression, like full stop. <laughs> you know, find like, the motivation bleh. to do something. 
I used this album, you know. I, I you as know, a psychotherapy. As a psychotherapy, actually. Mm. Last year, you know, I had something different from what Sofia had. You know, I've been moving to Greece, and I, okay, I didn't say what happened to me. And, you know, I come from a different reality and different values. Greece doesn't agree with him and he doesn't agree with Greece. And I don't agree with Greece, even though I'm Greek. And That's pretty much the summary. I, yeah, I cannot <laughs> stand many things. And, you know, the point is that, okay, I need to move away from here. That's one thing. And the point is that many things happened to me here. And my nerves got so screwed up that at some point... My nervous system got very bad and what happened to Sofia then as a, you know, a side effect happened to me too. As a reflex. As a reflex. He, you know, he got adrenal fatigue too. I got adrenal fatigue too. And then I started having, you know, extra things like migraines and, you know, vertigo. Vertigo. And, yeah. He couldn't stand still, you know, he was uh, moving like a pendulum, you know, around and he... I Even, lost my balance. Yeah, he lost his balance and then, you know, he took medication for eight months and he gained lots of weight. He stopped being who he was. He became a different person because, you know, having vertigo and the, the tendency to vomit like 24 hours mm -hmm. per day. Photophobia and photophobia. stuff like that. Yeah, he couldn't stand lights. I was hiding in the dark. I I was moving my neck and I was, you know, feeling like falling on the floor. Yeah. And I was like, this is not, this is, you know, this is not life. Yeah. And so like, who knows, you know, what's going to happen to me and, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. it happens and uh, whatever. Yeah, long story short, like three times per week, like for the past 12, 12 months or 12 months especially. But all the three, three years we're living together, uh, we've been spending it basically doctor's offices, mainly mainly for him, uh, but also for me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but the last 12 months, it's like three times per week we are uh, hanging out at doctor's offices instead of drinking a coffee some, somewhere outside with our friends. Uh, but yeah, the point is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm sharing this with you. We're sharing this with you not to throw a pity party for ourselves. We do not feel, we, yeah. we do not feel pity for ourselves. Uh, it's just because, purely because you asked. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, because I consider you to be good people and friends. So I can, you know, I don't feel like uh, lying or, um, you know, saying something, you know, the white lie, like, oh, yes, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just, I'm going to be honest. The same way the, the album is going to be brutally honest. Uh, this is a, a brutally honest confession, yeah. so <laughs> we're not lying. That's the same way that's I never spoke with anybody online. I never said yeah. anything online of my problem. I just stayed in my home. I stopped posting. Mm. I just, you know, stopped releasing music. I stopped, stopped writing blogs. I just stayed in my corner. Mm. I didn't release anything. Anymore. As a process of healing, you know, but um, thank God and... Uh, Thanks to my doctor and uh, our doctor, um, we are much better now, uh, physically and mentally. We use this album to recover. Yes, exactly. We kind of use this album as an outlet to help us recover and uh, incorporate, you know, everything that happened this journey uh, into music and the words, uh, in hopes that 
other people are going to resonate with it and are going to get something positive out of it. Yeah, like, to get, you know, that's what Leap of Faith is about. Yeah, know? and it's exactly. Like it's the next step. For us, it's, it's our next step. We don't know what our next step is going to be. Probably it's going to be moving away from Greece. We don't know what's going to be, but we're going to do it. It's exactly a leap of faith in in you know real life real life <laughs> that's but the, we're that's gonna do it album, yeah and you know we want to motivate people in doing something in their lives although they for their own problems for their own problems although you might have fears because I'm, i still have my fears of having my problems of you know having photophobia or having that but i have to live my life i cannot stay close myself in a cave yeah and uh, actually because we are living in very weird times that uh, lots of shit is happening around the world And uh, no country is um, safe. Is safe anymore, uh, or perfectly happy anymore. Uh, so everybody has their own luggage, you know, their own baggage, basically. Yeah, that's true. And thank you for sharing your your story with us. And with other yeah. fans who might um, feel similar or have yeah kind of that issues too. Everybody has their own story, you know. Th yeah. This was this was just our story. Other people have other stories, better, worse, way worse. Uh, you know, there is lots of stuff around the world. But the point is that, in the end of the day, um, the album aims to say that okay, we've been through shit, fine. We've been broken, we've been bruised, blah blah blah. But in the end, you know, the point is uh, whether you win or you lose, it purely depends on whether you're gonna give up. Or not. So we chose not to give up. We chose, we are, we are people, both me and Sam, um, we are people that we are completely, um, we are close to nature. We love staying, uh, we, we love to clean eat. We love to stay free from chemicals of any sort, whether it's, it's called uh, medicines or drugs or smoking or alcohol or any kind of that addiction, because we believe that every problem has a solution that can be down to earth and based on being present in the present moment. And that, that's, that's how you can find every solution. Because otherwise, if you cloud your brain with chemicals, yes, I'm going to drink because I'm sad, I'm going to take drugs because you don't solve your problem. No, no, that's so true. You always have to stand have, up and um, go forward, yeah. whatever it takes. So... Yeah, through our story, through our misadventures, you know, we, we are just trying to motivate other people that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're, the cross you're bearing, like you owe it to yourself to stand up and live your life. And if you do not tolerate a situation, if you cannot change it, then you have to cut yourself off from it. You have to choose a different path. And that's it. Mm. Yes, I think especially in this scene, in the metal scene or also gothic or however you want to call it, there are many people who also um, listen to this music as a kind of therapy or to cheer them or whatever, just to help them in everyday life. Yeah, definitely, because many many metal bands, they have very inspirational lyrics and many bands in the, the, the wider scene, not just metal scene, alternative, wider alternative scene. They have uh, inspirational lyrics. Uh, it's true. It's true. And uh, I've personally helped myself a lot with lyrics from bands like Anathema, for example, mm -hmm. um, or bands like Catatonia or 
stuff like that, you know, bands like that, the, their old stuff mainly. But uh, they, they are people who also, they, that's especially anathema for me. They also helped me a lot um, through my days of listening to them, like since 2002 or something, no, 2000, no, 98, when uh, like Alternative 4 came out. And I've learned a lot. So I said, you know, when, when my chance came to become a musician myself, I said, that's the kind of artist I want to be. I don't want to be an artist for my own egotistical and narcissistic reasons because I want to be, oh, I want to be adored by people and blah, 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 admired. Oh, Sophia, you're so cute. Blah. I don't give a fuck about all this, you know? It's like, I'm thankful if people say, oh, okay, you look good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's not the point. You know, I, the reason why I keep making music and the reason why I get up from my bed every morning, even when, when I had, you know, this adrenal fatigue and I felt like I'm unable to get up, I said, you owe it to those people to stand up, to make, to take a picture of yourself and to post it online and to say to people that you're still alive and you're still pushing on and going strong because people are expecting things from you. And many, many people are writing me letters like every day, like for years since I was in Bloodstained Child. They keep telling me that what you're saying on your songs, on the lyrics, they helped me get through a very bad time in my life or children that were abused or had abusive families, all sorts of things. You know, I, I'm, I don't want to get into detail because, you know, those messages were private, but people had like some really fucked up shit going on. And they said that my music saved me. So I said, if I'm able to have this kind of power, I might as well use it for something good. So even if I personally feel destroyed and like, you know, a train ran me over, I'm not going to allow myself to go even lower because of, you know, because of those people. Because I know that there are those people out there waiting for me to write my motivational Monday um, because they are waiting for the quotes and they believe that we are connected and that I have a message for them every week. And they're like, you say the right thing at the right moment all the time, you know, that's what people tell me. And I'm like, I feel extremely, extremely thankful. That's why I'm an artist. I don't care about being cute or blah, blah. But wasn't that, um, a bit of pressure? Didn't it make it more difficult uh, for you to, um, uh, to acknowledge or to serve uh, people's expectations like that? Up to a point, yes, uh, but only up to a point that, up to the point that people like they were expecting a new release. But apart from that, in general, um, I find it an honor that people, you know, believe in me and believe in me as a person, not just apart from the musician thing, you know, about, you know, because of the things I say. Of course, yeah. Um, I find it an honor and I really find, you know, even though I haven't met them personally, I really feel that I'm connected to them, that we are friends and they're expecting things from me. And what I'm getting from them is the, this support that it's, it has proved to be a lifesaver for me. Honestly, I, I can, I cannot lie to you. It's like for me, it was a lifesaver. And mm -hmm. if I stayed in an abusive business relationship with uh, my previous band for an extra year, Because honestly, I wanted to leave uh, as soon, like as soon as Epsilon was released. Like that was back in 2011, and actually before it was released in spring, 
I wanted to leave already because, you know, our relationship was broken since then Mm -hmm. before Epsilon was released. But I said, look, these fans, you know, they show dedication. They are super excited, you know, about the album. I cannot let them down and I cannot let down my record label. I need to go on with my contract and do the whole, you know, tour with this band. And uh, I have to admit that, like, before every concert in the Epsilon Tour, and it was like 25 concerts or something in Japan, I was crying backstage, you know, I was alone and I felt like, oh, shit, you know. I felt like completely, like, running away, you know. I just wanted to go home. But I said, you know, I cannot... There are people outside, you know, cheering for us and waiting for me and to take uh, the picture and... uh, tell me the things that they want to tell me, to bring me gifts. So I said, I'm going to do it for the fans. And that's what I did. I said, you're a soldier and uh, you're going to do, you're going to go on with this war. So I did. I closed all the the chapters that I had to close. I closed all the books that I had to close. And then I left mm-hmm. one year plus later. <laughs> so, and this, this power, I got it from the fans. And I'm not saying it's not... It's not lip service. I'm not just saying it to look like, oh my God, she's so cute and she she says such nice things about your fans. No, I really believe it. It's it's what it is. And they are giving back so much. Um, I just view. Uh, I just watched a fan made music video for Dream Paralysis, mm. which is based on animes. Ah, uh, yeah, the AMV. Yeah, there there are fans who who use the the songs, the old or the new ones for AMVs. I really love AMVs, you know, because anime. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that brings me directly to the topic that I'm really thrilled about because in a month I will be in Tokyo. Mm. Ah. That's amazing. <laughs> I wish I could go with you. Yes, <laughs> join me. <laughs> yeah, I wish. But I have so much work, you cannot imagine. Yeah. Um, so do you have any advices which places I should visit in Tokyo? Uh, well, to- mm, yeah, I don't even know where to start. But honestly, Tokyo and Japan in general, it's like an endless theme park. Like, you know, no matter how many times you visit, there is always something new, always something excited, always something that exciting, always something that you haven't seen. Um, Get time to go to Kyoto. Wait, wait, she said Tokyo. Or are you going to be in Tokyo only or? Yes, only in Tokyo. Okay, good. There is more than enough things to see in Tokyo anyway. Uh, Of course, don't miss the iconic uh, places like, uh, you know, uh, Shinjuku, Shibuya and Harajuku. Although Harajuku, it's pretty much dead. Uh, because like in 2020, they are doing the Olympics in Tokyo. So basically the prime minister is cracking down on every subculture. So mm-hmm. basically all the iconic fashion shops in Harajuku have uh, pretty much closed or are about to close. And they're opening multinational stuff like H&M and Zara and Mango and blah, blah, blah in uh, the heart of Harajuku, which I find absurd personally. So anyway, you go just, you know, there's still some cute things remaining in Harajuku, so don't miss it. Um, I would definitely recommend going to Disneyland or Disney Sea, or basically Disney Sea that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really it's really worth the money. Uh, just avoid the commercial days. Um, 
And what else? Definitely Odaiba is a place that you don't want to miss. You go, you go with a monorail. It's a very easy to go. It's a bit outside of Tokyo. It's um, an artificial man-made island. Uh, very expensive stuff. And it's the most beautiful view you're ever going to see. And there is also a copy of the Statue of Liberty over there. Plus the, what, the, the Bridge of San Francisco? What was it? And the, the Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, it's the Gundam statue uh, also there. Uh, but anyway, it's a wide open space. It's beautiful. It's, uh, y- your heart opens up wide. It's, it's amazing. Plus there is the most amazing mall called Venus Fort inside there. Uh, so don't, don't miss that. Honestly, it's take my word for it. It's beautiful inside. It's like a Roman city and the lights, they go, uh, high or low, depending on the outside lights. So when it's night outside, it's a bit low light inside the the mall. It's beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to visiting all those places. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about the the next topic that I have on my list when we had our last interview, and that would be animal welfare. I see you're posting a lot of pictures of your cats, and you also take care um, of, of a lot of stray cats. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I'm officially a crazy cat lady, and I cannot deny that, you know. You actually have an Instagram account for our kids. Ah, uh, yeah, we have an Instagram account for our kids. <laughs> we are all cats here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. Because, you know, we said, like, I feel I'm going to grab one. So he's going to grab a kid and bring it here. Yeah. She can give us an interview in uh, Katish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we made yes, that please. Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, we wanted to to post pictures, but and we, we couldn't post them in our regular oh, account. there she is. Katish. You have nail polish? Yeah. Vanelli. Hey, ciao. Oh, shit. Speak to the microphone. Hi. So Hi. how do you talk to your cats? Do you talk to them in uh, Italian and Greek language or do you talk to them in English? Uh, Many languages. All the languages that we speak to each other, which is a mix of English, Greek, Italian and weird internet lingo, <laughs> uh, we speak to our cats and the cats respond. Hey. Oh. Because Kiki always speaks Spanish with Not her always, cats. Not always, but... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, cats, they, they are able to understand language, but if they do not listen to you, it's because they want to ignore you deliberately. Hey. And that's scientifically proven. <laughs> you know? Hey, <laughs> No, no, she, she wants to leave. She cannot stand uh, the lights of uh, stardom and fame. She wants to be underground. Oh, so, yeah, um, the stray cats are a big love of mine because, you know, here in Greece, uh, there is absolutely no help from the state um, about the stray animals, not just cats, but also dogs and everything else. And um, so, yeah, volunteers like me, uh, my mom and many other people, we are taking care of uh, stray cats by feeding them, you know, vaccinating them, spaying them, neutering them and stuff like that. Mm, because the state and also neighbors, uh, they are pieces of shit and, uh, you know, they are harming the animals. They just, they, they don't just neglect them. Sometimes they also harm. So, yeah. But they like dogs, though. Ah, uh, yeah, but they like dogs. Yeah, because dogs, uh, are okay. dogs are okay for them. 
Because, you know, the dog is going to stroke your ego, whoever you are, no matter yes. if you are a piece of shit. And no matter if you neglect him or give him a slap, the dog is going to say, oh, my God, you are you, you are my God, basically. And the cat is going to say, you know, screw you and scratch It you. also probably has to do with uh, superstition, though, right? Uh, I don't think so. So, because the Greeks are usually not so superstitious, but maybe no, about they black... they fixated about some kind of bacteria, the bullshit bacteria. Ah, the have. bacteria, yes, the, the cat bacteria. Because this, this bacteria here of toxoplasmosis, and this bullshit that they're like, you're gonna die, you cannot get pregnant, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I kiss my kitties, I give birth to them. So. You give birth to them? <laughs> okay. He, he, gave, he gave birth to them. How do you do that? Oh, wait, I, I just don't want to <laughs> no, know. Yeah. yeah, well, he gave birth Nine to months in my belly. Nine months in his belly he had them. <laughs> All together. <laughs> or, or, or one by one. One by one. Ah, okay. So it was not quadruplets. It was one, one, one. Okay. Mm, yeah, I had the cesarean. So how many cats are living with you in your house now? Uh, at the moment, four. Uh, apart from... Vanilla the Cookie and Linda? Uh, Furfurella and uh, Lady. Uh, Linda lives with my mom, but uh, since I moved in with Sam, uh, Linda stayed with my mom, but we are very close. She lives very close, so we see Linda almost daily. Mm. Mm. Uh, Linda lives with uh, my mom, and she's uh, an old but uh, firm and uh, authoritative dictator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's the bitchiest ever. She's, she's my she's my role model, you know. She brings everything into perspective. She's amazing. <laughs> okay, mm, uh, another question about you, your personalities, kind of. Sure. Um, you have Wolverine as a drummer. So, what are your superpowers? <laughs> what are his superpowers? Uh, seducing beautiful ladies. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> His Wait. superpowers are seducing beautiful ladies, I guess. Our superpowers? I have no idea. My superpowers. What's your superpower? I have no idea. Cooking. Cooking. <laughs> he's, he's very, a, I'm very romantic. He's an amazing cook. That's very useful. And that's your superpower, that yeah. you're romantic. Yeah, but uh, then it's standard Italian bullshit. Standard Italian bullshit that he's very romantic. Okay. <laughs> he, he debunked his own... Uh, superpower. I have no idea. Uh, about me, I have no idea. I don't know if I have any superpower. I. If you could dream of one, what would it be? <clears throat> um, what would it be? To to heal others. Oh. Fuck it! I would totally fly. I would totally fly. <laughs> you would totally fly aimlessly. Yes, I would just go around. Aimlessly, you would yeah. just fly like... Uh, just see you later. Like a fucking bird. Yeah, okay. bye. Like a fucking bird. He would just fly. I would, um, yeah, I, I would like to be able to heal people. That's it. Okay, so thank you. That's what I had on my list. Um, Kiki, mm. do you want to ask something else about the marketing or something? Uh, not right now. I think uh, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> She's you. not telling that too many people. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a very big honor. Thank you. 
Yeah, so keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so then we're on the end of this podcast. Um, okay. You can find the show notes for this one at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. And then it's episode 29, I think. Yeah. Awesome. You can also follow us on Twitter. That is at Metal High Heels or on Instagram at Metal and High Heels. Of course, we have a YouTube channel and I already prepared a playlist for our Spotify about this episode. Amazing. So if you need a soundtrack for this one, I have one for you. <laughs> <laughs> so any last words? Um, any last words? I First and foremost, I would like to thank you both. Uh, Kiki and Pia for uh, kindly inviting us to this podcast. Yeah, it it's, was amazing. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> idea that you girls had and uh, wishing you all the best with uh, your uh, following episodes. Um, I hope uh, that you will uh, love and appreciate uh, A Leap of Faith when it comes out. Of course, I will send you well in advance. Um, and I hope that everybody who's, uh, who listened to this podcast, uh, got something positive or had a good laugh. Uh, <laughs> and that if, if you want to follow us, you're welcome to follow us anywhere. We are on Facebook or Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere at season of ghosts or Sophia underscore SOG. Just look us up. We will come up. We are everywhere. We are infesting the internet. <laughs> We are don't spamming the internet. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> so yeah okay, th so thank you very much thank you guys And thank you for being so openly yeah no no problem no problem it's you are uh, inspirational people so we, we we felt like opening up to you no. <laughs> so that's your superpower that's your superpower <laughs> <laughs> i keep flying around though. you keep flying around you fucking fly i'm gonna you hear people i fly what's your problem okay go, go and fly then <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs> thank you very much you know, just come in and say hi <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye bye okay. thank you bye bye bye, bye.